0: single word that I speak to you this morning and open your heart to understand what the Lord wants to speak to you because I'm doing a paper today the paper of a prophet what it means I went to my room to pray and read the Bible and God the Spirit of God speaks to me and give me a message to give to you through Matthew chapter 2 okay. So, I would like to ask you this question before I read chapter 2. Do you believe in every single word, every single verse that the Bible says from Genesis to Revelation? You don't need to answer me, but it's a question just for you, and then you can answer in the end of the preaching. So, do you believe in every word the Bible says that every single verse, every single prophecy will be fulfilled exactly as it says in the word of God? So, I'm going to pray one more time. Lord, thank you for being here this morning to speak your word. Please, my Lord, I ask you kindly, come down with your Holy Spirit Move, Lord, among us. Open our hearts. Give us the understanding of your word. Oh, Lord, give us a broken heart and a humble heart this morning. Please, my Lord, that maybe people here in this place be shaken by your spirit, be touched by your fire, and be touched by your glory. Please, God. Open their minds so they can understand whatever you're going to say this morning to them. In the mighty Jesus' name, I also ask you for grace. I need your grace. I need your mercy this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's read Matthew chapter 2. I just tell you something that should All right. So, we're not going to have slides today, because I don't know how to preach with a slide. So, yeah, if I put the verses, I would get confused. So, I need to have everything here. So, Matthew chapter 2, read with me. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying... Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star at his raising, rising and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. So he assembled all chief priests, priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the Messiah would be born. So in Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this is what was written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, because out of your will, out of you, will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them the exact time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. When you find him, report back to me so that I can too go and worship him. After hearing the king, they went on their way. And there it was, the star they had seen at its rising. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. So when they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. So entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned, returned to their own country by another road. After they were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Get up, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and escaped to Egypt. He stayed there until Herod's death. So that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled out of Egypt I called my son then Herod when realized that he had been outwitted by the wise men flew into a rage he gave orders to massacre all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under in keeping with the time he had learned from the wise men then what was spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled a voice was heard in Hamar, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children. And she refused to be consoled because they are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, because those who intend to kill the child are dead. So he got up took the child and his mother, and entered the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the region of Galilee. Then he went and settled in a town called Nazareth to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets that he would be called Nazarene. Through this word, we understand that God makes everything happen according to what was prophesied by the prophets. Because God himself takes care for every prophecy to be fulfilled according to what was spoken by his prophets. Okay? Okay. So, that's what you see. So, th- uh, the Lord, uh, uh, in verse 15, was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, might be fulfilled. So, every single word that comes out of the uh, prophet's mouth, is, it comes directly from God. It's the only god speaking on earth. So, in the chapter 2 of Matthew, in the verse 1, we see that after Jesus was born. So, in the days of King Herod, wise men from east arrived in Jerusalem. Have you ever wondered who was those wise men? If you take a study, studying Bible, you will see that those wise men, they came from east. They were probably astronomers or astrologers. But there's another information that's very important. is that these wise men, they were Gentile. They were Gentile. And why I'm saying that to you? Because somehow, these Gentile men, from a far place, they knew that this star... ...was giving them a sign that means the Messiah is born. The King of Israel is born. We don't know how they had that information. But it's important to notice there was a sign in heaven. And they were able to understand that sign. Because they knew about that before. They were waiting for it. And it's interesting because when you go to Luke... You read in the book of Luke... That pastors were around, and then angels came to those pastors and said, Listen, the king of the Jews has born, and go visit them. So we have Jesus being visited by the Gentile, the wise men, and also by pastors from Israel. But now, when they are in their way to see Jesus, They meet with Herod. And they look for the baby and they ask for Herod. What is the one who has been born king of Jews? Because we saw his star. And it's rising and we have come to worship him. They are talking to a leader. Hey, there's a king that is born. And Herod was also a king. Herod was also a leader. So they said, the king Herod heard that there was a king being born. What is in his mind? Hey, someone is here to take my place. Someone is here to rule this place. No way. So he called the priests and scribes and asked them, hey, where, where, where is the, where the, the, the king of Jews is going to be born? Notice this carefully. They have the answer. The priests and the scribes have the answer. Oh, yeah, uh, he's going to port in Bethlehem because it says, A new Bethlehem in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah because out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And then he wrote, Called this wise man secretly and asked then when did this star appeared to you. He wanted to understand the time. And then he said, Go there and search carefully for the child. And when you find out where the child is born, come back to me and tell me so I can go there and worship him too. He was a liar. Right? So after hearing the king, they went there. And what is interesting, number uh, verse nine it says, "And the star they had seen at its rising, it led them until it came and stopped above the place. That was a supernatural action of the Lord. The stars were leading those men until the place where Jesus was born. So when they see the star, the star stopped exactly above the place where Jesus was born. So what did they do? They come in. They bow on their knees, worship him, and give him gifts. So after some time, they do not come back to tell Herod where Jesus was born. Because an angel came to them in a dream. And spoke to them and said, "Don't turn the same way you came." Herod is trying to kill the child. Go back to your house from a, uh, uh, by a different place. So Herod discovered that he was tricked by those wise men, and he got furious. So what Herod does? He calls his soldiers and say, "Go around." Between the space of two years. And kill all the child. From two years or less. You know why? Because the pastors in the book of Luke. Arrived in the place where Jesus was born first. But the wise men. The studying Bible says they just arrived in the place Jesus was born one year later. So Jesus was probably one year old. Okay. So Herod makes a math and say, "No." They were coming, they start appeared to them one year. So the child has probably one year right now, but they have not returned. So OK, kill everyone from two years down of age. every child, because he got angry. But now, what does this chapter has to do with us? What is the message of God for us in Matthew chapter 2? When Edison gave me and said, you're going to preach Matthew chapter 2, I, gave, I, go, I went home and I read the, the chapter 2 and I said, Jesus, I don't see anything here. It's just a story, a story, a history. And then uh, I was worried and I called to a friend in Brazil. I said, listen, they gave me a hard job preaching Matthew chapter 2. And this friend looked and read the Matthew chapter 2 and said, Hey, yeah, Jonathan, it's just history. I don't know what you're going to say about it. <laughs> and then I said, Oh, God, what do I do? So I went home and went to prayer. Amen. And I started praying, 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 praying. And then I went to Matthew chapter 2 again. And when I started to read, God started to open my eyes and gave me all the explanation in what was the message for the church today. He explained me everything. So now, what does this, chapter 2, wants to tell us? Listen carefully. That time was the time of the born of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. But his his birth was prophesied many years ago through prophets. So from Ada and Eve to Jesus, they had many different seasons on earth. We have the period of Adam and Eve, then Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, we had Moses, we have the King David, we have the time of the judges, and all those bookies, all those messages, all those scriptures, you see God working to fulfill the promise and get on this day in Matthew chapter 2, the day Jesus is born. So, for you to understand this, you need to understand that there is a season in the Bible for everything. But what is the message for us? The message is: those men, the the wise men that were coming to worship Jesus, they just came to worship Jesus because they understood a sign. There was a star, a sign that was showing heaven. So they probably, they came from Babylon. So we know that when Israel was too captive to Babylon, we have in Israel Daniel and his friends. They are really wise men of God. And God gave to Daniel all the revelations from the last days of the earth. So, those people that came from Babylon had the information about this sign. When we see this sign, it means the Messiah is born. And we have to go and worship Him. So, what is the message for you today? The message is, do you understand the sign that God is given to the earth for His second coming? Because the season of the birth of Jesus is past. And now there's a second phase of his promises and his prophecies in the Bible. And this second phase is the second coming of the Messiah. You don't need to worry about Jesus born again. Now you need to worry about Jesus coming again. So Jesus is giving you signs. But the the question is, do you understand the signs Jesus is giving to you? Because those men were very familiarized with the signs. So they come and worship Jesus. So there was a sign. And to understand the sign, there was probably a text, a scripture, a prophecy. They had a knowledge about that star first. So what does that mean? For you to understand the sign, you need to read this and understand the prophecies. Otherwise, you will be in deception in the last days. Because the signs are right before of you, right before you, and you don't understand it. If you don't understand the sign, you will be confused in the last days. So those men understood the prophecy, understood the sign. And what do they do? They go to Jesus. What does that mean? You need to take an action. After you read this word from Genesis to Revelation. After you read about the prophecies. You need to take an action about it. You will understand the Messiah is coming. Now the signs are clear for me. What do we have to do? So... Another important detail in this text is uh, when they were returning, when they were leaving the place Jesus was born, the wise men, they were warned in a dream. Listen to me, church. God warned us. And they understood the message of the God and the dreams. They understood the message of God in the dreams. Don't come back by the same way you came here, by the same path. Take a different road. So they understood. What does that mean? Those wise men was also familiarized with the God's voice and Revelation. So an angel spoke to them in their dream and they obeyed it. So this means God also wants to give you direction. God also wants to give you signs. He wants to warn you. And maybe God's warning you, but you are still blind. You still don't see what you have to do. So those men, they go away. We see that Herod got angry, right? So why he say, kill every child? From two years of age and last. Do you know what that means? Herod was so angry. They said there is a king. I told them to come back here. They didn't come back. I'm furious right now. I'm going to kill everybody. You know what it means for us? We're talking about the second coming of the Messiah. What it means. Psalms chapter number 2. Look what it says. In the Psalms. Chapter number two. I'm going to read it. It's better so you can understand. Look at this. Why do the nations rage? The same word. It says that Herod was rage, right? Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers conspire together against the Lord and his anointed one. Let's tear off their chains and throw their hopes off of of us. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord ridiculized them. Then he speaks to them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath. So I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will declare the Lord's decree. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have come, your father. I have, I have become your father. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, and the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with an iron s- scepter, and you will shatter them like pottery. So now, kings, look the warning. Kings, be wise. Receive instruction, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with reverential awe and rejoice with trembling. Pay homage to the Son, or he will be angry and you will perish in your rebellion, for his anger may ignite at any moment. All who take refuge in him are happy, but I like the NIV version that says, Kiss the Son. So what happened with Herod is the same thing that is going to happen again the end of the world. So Jesus is giving a warning. God is giving a warning to the nation. Hey, I know that you have conspiracy against me, against my son, against my kingdom. I see you making a conspiracy, but I laugh. Because you all be destroyed. So he gives a warning to the leaders of the world. Hey, kiss the sun. Because he's coming and he will rule the nations. And he will destroy all those that are against him. So Herod was so angry and he wants to destroy. He wants the plan of God to be destroyed. He wants to kill the child. So at uh, uh, when we are going to the last days, you will see the presidents, you will see the governors, they turning away from the Bible. You will see their anger against the Christianity, against the Christians. You will take the Bible, the book of Daniel, that it says the man of iniquity, he will change the seasons and the laws in the last days. But all the time, Jesus is warning the church, be ready, be ready, be ready for this moment. But pastor, I'm not going to take too long here. But pastor, how do we prepare? How do we understand what to do? I'm going to tell you this. The book of Ecclesiastes, I love verse Ecclesiastes chapter number nine look what it says chapter number nine verse eight let your clothes be white all the time and never let oil you be lacking on your head What the psalmist wants to say through his verse, let your clothes be white all the time. White clothes talks about holiness. White clothes talks about righteousness. So the psalmist is saying, you need to be holy all the time. You need to be obedient all the time. And then he said, never let oil be lacking on your head. Listen, you have to be anointed by the Holy Spirit all the time. You need to carry his presence all the time. This is how you prepare for that day. Because there is an affliction and a suffering and such destruction coming to the earth. Jesus said, that never happened before. So, okay, Jonathan. Jonathan. Your clothes must be white and never let be oil lacking on your head. And what else? We go now to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25, verse 2. Listen to this. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they didn't take oil with them. Do you understand that? Look what Ecclesiastes is saying. You must have oil all the time in your head. And then Matthew 25, there is a parable about ten virgins. And the parable said half of the virgins are foolish and half of the virgins are wise. And why the virgins, five of them are foolish because they don't have what? Oil. Do you understand that? So, when the foolish took their lamps, they didn't take oil with them. But the wise ones took oil in their flasks with their lamp. Oil means the presence of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. They were prepared. They were obeying. Ecclesiastes number 9, verse 8. So, what happens is, when the groom was delayed, it says the groom is Delayed. They all became drowsy and fell asleep. Now Jesus is talking to the disciples. And this verse is not about the people in the world. It's not about those who are against the Lord. These verses is talking about the church. He's saying there is a church on earth. And five of them are foolish. And five of them are wise. There is a church that is preparing. And there is a church that is not preparing. So he says. So. In the middle of the night, and I don't like this version, I like the NIV. At midnight, at midnight, okay, there was a shout. Here's the groom, come out to meet him. Okay? So then all the virgins got up and trimmed the lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise ones, give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. So the wise ones answered, No, there won't be enough for us and for you. Go instead to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. So when they had gone to buy some, the groom arrived and those who were ready went in with him. So what does that mean? It means, my friends, you cannot buy oil. You cannot buy the presence of God. You need to seek and be ready. Because when the Bible said the foolish went to buy oil, what happens? The groom arrives. So it means you cannot prepare in the wrong time. If you don't understand the signs, if you don't understand what he's speaking, you will not be prepared for that day. So, continuing. So, when they had gone to buy some, the groom arrived. So, those who were ready... Went in with him. Those who were ready. See this word? Ready. Five wise people were ready. They went with him. To the wedding banquet. And you know about the wedding banquet, right? There's a parable about the wedding. The groom's coming to marry church. And there is a party. Okay? There is a party. And we see in Revelation chapter 19. You can see it. So later, the rest of the virgins also came and said, Master, Master, open up for us. He replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Why he says, I don't know you. My friends, can you marry someone that you really don't know? You never talked about this person. You never have an intimacy relationship. You never talked to her. You never touched her. You never feel this person. No, you would not marry someone like that. Would you marry someone, get out of this church and marry someone that's just walking in the street? Talk to someone, hey, you want to marry me? You would never do that. So what does that mean? You need to have a relationship with God. You need to come to the scriptures and prayer. This is the only way that you are able to know more about Jesus. And then you can marry him. So those foolish... those foolish uh, wives, they were not with oil. So it means they didn't have a relationship with Jesus. That's why Jesus said, I don't know you. You never talked to me in prayer. You never read in my word. See, if you had read my word, you wouldn't understand the signs. You would be ready. You would be full of oil. Do you understand that? So the last verse says, Therefore, be alert because you don't know either the day. Or the hour, but listen to this. I see many preachers talking about this. You don't know the day and the hour, and they say we cannot say when Jesus is coming back. Jesus is saying you do not the day. He says specifically the day. You don't know if it's 15 January, if it's 16 January, if it's 30 March. You don't know that. You don't know the hour. If it's 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., but Jesus is really clear. If you understand the signs, you will understand the season. Why I'm saying that? Look at Luke, a book of Luke, chapter 12. Luke 12, verse 56. Luke 12, 56. Look what Jesus is saying to those people. Hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. But why don't you know how to interpret this present time? How do you know about the prophecy that Messiah was being born? You remember the priests? They knew the prophecy, right? Did they go there to worship Jesus? No. Oh, well, the prophecy is saying Bethlehem. We only know that. But Jesus was there. Jesus was there. The king was before them. The on God was before them. And they didn't comprehend. They didn't understand. So Jesus is saying, you understand when it's summer, when it's winter, and you look to the skies. You know when those things will happen, when the time is going to change. But you don't understand the time you're living now. I'm God, I'm before you, and you don't see me. So, when the wise men saw the star, they stopped above the place, Jesus was, and they overwhelmed with joy. So Luke chapter 21, I also don't have this word in this version, but you can go to Amplified Bible and you will see this, this word in this version. Luke 21:28 it says, But when these things begin to take place, you stand up and lift your hats, because your redemption is near. So Jesus is talking about his coming. But in the Amplified Version, it says, when you see those things happening, lift your heads up with joy. With joy. Because your redemption is near. So the wise ones, they will be joy. There will be joy for the wise ones because they understand the king is coming. They're prepared. But those who are not prepared, they will be desperate. I'm going to tell you this. In Brazil, there in my church, COVID came. Many old people called the pastor desperately. Pastor, what is happening? Oh, what is happening? We are all going to die. And pastor said, oh, my God. Those people are not saved. Old people, many years in church. The COVID came, they were desperate. understand that it's not how longer you were in the sitting in the church it's how long you have a relationship with jesus deeply relationship with jesus remember this peter was with jesus right jesus was his teacher right peter received the authority to rebuild demons to operate miracles right but then when jesus said i'm about to die peter said no what Jesus said to him, get out, Satan. Right? The same Peter that Jesus said, Oh, you say I'm the son of the son of man, I'm the Messiah, right? So it's not flesh or blood to revealed to you, but, but my spirit revealed to you, Peter. It's the same Peter. It's the same Peter that stayed many years with Jesus, and then Jesus comes to him and said, When you convert. Go and convert your brothers. Do you understand that? He was not saved yet. But he was operating miracles. He had authority to rebuke demons. But Peter wasn't saved yet. And when you see when Jesus appeared again. When he resurrected and came again to visit the disciples. Jesus said, hey, go tell the disciples and tell Peter. Why? Because Jesus said that. Because Peter wasn't no longer walking with the disciples anymore. And then when Jesus returned and met Peter again, he restored the life of Peter. And that moment, Peter was saved completely. So, my brothers and sisters in Christ, to be ready for his second coming and understand the signs, you need to read the Bible. If you want to understand about the signs. You need to go to the book of Daniel, Matthew, chapter 24, 25, the book of Revelation, book of the prophets. They all have prophecies about the first coming and the second coming of the Messiah. You need to waste time, spend time in the presence of the Lord. Let me tell you what God is doing right now on earth. God needs someone to prepare His way for His second coming. The same way He called John Baptist to prepare His, the, the way for His first coming... God is rising young people in this nation and all of the nations to prepare the coming of the Messiah a second time. So what the Lord is saying for the young people in this church is, Hey, stop with Instagram right now. Stop with Facebook right now. Stop with Netflix right now. Go lock yourself in your room and go read my Bible and go into prayer. You need to know me. You need to get anointing from me. You need to get unction from me. Why? Because when John Baptist was born... He went to the wilderness. And you know how long John Baptist stayed in, stayed in the wilderness? Preparing himself. Filling with the Holy Spirit. 20 years. And do you know when Jesus is saying. When God said to John Baptist. Now is the time. You can go and preach. And tell everything he taught you. John Baptist went. Comes out of the wilderness. Start to preach to people to repent. And what happened? In six months he lost his head. That's what Jesus wants from you. Prepare yourself. So we'll, and whatever happens in this, in this earth, you will not deny his name. You will lose your head. But you will not change his words. You will be faithful to his word. You will not fear the people. You will tell them the truth. If they are lost, you will tell them they are lost. But you will tell also that they have a chance to repent. They have a chance to be saved. Listen. I had this church in Brazil that I preached. There was many kids in church, many, many kids. And I preached about uh, Matthew chapter 25. I featured the kids about the second coming of the Messiah. You know what happened? One of the kids the next day wakes up crying, go to his mother and say, Mother, I'm desperate. Nine years old she had. And he said to her mother, I'm desperate, I'm desperate, I'm desperate. What? I had a dream. I saw the hell. I saw people suffering. And she was crying desperately. Her mother got so angry and came to the pastor and spoke to the pastor. Listen, you're letting Jonathan talk about those things. And my child had a dream. And now she's scared about going to hell. And the pastor came talked to me. We locked ourselves in his office and he spoke to me for two hours. He got really angry and he called me a demon. He said it was being used by the devil. That moment that broke my heart. I went out of his office. I go home. And I was saying to God, never again. I speak about your second coming or about sin or about whatever it is or about hell. I will not preach anymore. He called me a demon. Am I being used by a demon? I was so angry with God in prayer. And you know what happened? Someone paid me a ticket to go to Africa. And that same week, I went to Africa. And then I returned. But when I returned, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Listen, my son, your time in this church is over. You will leave this place right now. And I said, okay. But meanwhile, I was in Africa. You know what happened? God came to the pastor of the church, and he spoke to him, "Hey, buy some tickets. Go to Israel right now." Yes. And then he said, "God, I, I can't. Let your family there go by yourself. Buy tickets. Go to Israel." He went to Israel. And when he got in Israel, God said, go to the mountain, the same mountain the prophet Elijah was, and kill the prophets of Baal. Remember? Mm-hmm. He went to the mountain, to the top of the mountain. And God said, now pray. And he started praying, 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 praying in the mountain in Israel. What happened is, suddenly, the presence of the Lord came down to him and spoke to him about his second coming. He came back from Israel. It's the first Sunday after he came back from Israel. And it's the first Sunday after he came back from Africa. And then the Holy Spirit said, you tell him you're leaving, but ask for his blessing. I went there and I said, Pastor, when the service was finished, I said, the the Lord said, my time is gone here. I'm leaving. And then he started crying, crying, crying. Crying. I didn't know about Israel. Okay. I didn't know that. Other pastor came to me and said, listen, we had a meeting among the pastors. And the pastor told this to us. I said, what? And then God spoke to him about his second coming. And said, never rebuke my servant again. Because he's saying the truth. And then I left the church. I don't know how it is today. But we need to be ready. We need to be ready. So, John Baptist wastes a lot of time in the wilderness. So, God is asking the same thing for you. Just lock yourself in your room and go seek your face until he shows himself to you. Until he gives you a revelation. I remember, I know uh, Paul Washer is not charismatic. But there is one of his uh, testimonies. He said, God, I need to, f- to meet you. And then he said he locked himself in his uh, clothing uh Close it and stay there for 24 hours inside of the closet praying. And what happened the first day? Nothing. The second day he went and locked himself in the closet again and stayed there for 24 hours. You know what happened? Nothing. And he got angry. He said, God, you said when we, when we seek you, we will find you. And then he insisted there. And he said that one night the presence of God came to his room and he couldn't stop Crying for hours. So let me tell you this. If your life today is not straight. Is not correct. You are not in the right path. You have the chance today. To repent before God. To receive the forgiveness. Because God loves you. He wants to fill you with his spirit. He wants to lead you. He wants to use you as an instrument. In these last days. That's what God wants from you. You know, it's funny. The love of God is so great. The last testimony before I go, I have this famous pastor in Brazil. And uh, Pastor Hernandez, Pastor Hernandez Santos, he was very used by God. Very used by God in healing and, and in many, many things in church. But he was living a life of sin. Listen to this. But he loved God so much. But he was living a life that was not pleasing God then many years later he was in pornography right he was a pastor he was in chains in the chains of pornography and many other sins so pornography he he was married so he's adultery so he was an adulterer. so basically someday 11pm he goes down to the kitchen to drink some water He's drinking the water. When he turns again to go back to his bedroom, there was a small child in his living room. He looked at the child. He got so scared. And then the child was going up the stairs to the second floor. And he followed the child. The child stopped in front of his uh, bedroom. And the uh, the child stopped there, looked at him pointed to his family that wasn't bad and said, do you see your wife and your kids? And he was, he was so out of his mind. He said, yeah, what about that? If the Lord returns today, they're all saved, but you are lost. And that child starts speaking all his sins, every single sin he was committing in his life. The child disappeared. It was an angel of the Lord. What happened later? He said, God, he got desperate. Do you remember when David committed a sin? And then he said, don't remove from me your spirit. David got into depression because when he realized that he was so sinful man, then he was full of sin. He got into desperate. And he makes the Psalms 51, right? Because of that. And they say, "Please have mercy on me. Have mercy on me." This pastor in Brazil he prayed and fasted for two years, prayer and fasting for two years. After the child spoke to him, he stopped to be used by God. Suddenly, he couldn't heal anyone, he couldn't prophesy anymore, and he stayed for two years begging for the mercy of God. After, but he really stopped with every single sin he was committing in his life for two years he stopped he had a radical attitude in his life no i i can't let this happen to me i i I don't want to go to hell i will change my life and he changed his life for two years fasting praying fasting praying reading the bible fasting praying reading the bible two years later he receives an opportunity to preach in the north of Brazil they send him to a hotel he's in the hotel it was his birthday He said, I will take some time in my room to pray before I preach. And he stayed in his office two years later later, without hearing the voice of the Lord. Without having any experience with God. And he stayed in his room. And then someone knocked the doors. He opened the doors. There was a man with a big beard. An old man. And this old man, then when he opens the door, he just got into his room. And walks into his room and sits in the bed. And then he said, what? What is this man doing here? I will tell him to get out. And when he walks to his bed, the presence of the Lord was in the room. He fell on his knees. That man was sitting in the bed. He didn't say a word. And he just cried for two hours. Two hours crying. And that man sitting in his bed. And after two hours crying, you know what happened? The man opened his mouth and say, I just came here to show you my love and that I will restore you. But he took two years of a fasting and prayer, fasting and prayer. And then you can go to Instagram right now and you will see this man ministry. He's going around the world, Japan, United States, Mexico, and he's preaching for hundreds of people. And you know what you see in his videos? Hundreds of children, kids, infants in front of the church crying, speaking tongues, and prophesying, full of the Holy Spirit. You can go to his Instagram, you see kids shaking because they cannot control themselves because the presence of God is very strong in their lives. And God completely restored him. So if you were used by the Lord, but somehow you get out of the way, the correct path. So you can return to this path. You can receive forgiveness. You can be restored again. You can receive the Holy Spirit again. You can come back to pray and fast. And and God can use you again for his glory. Amen. Amen. Who understood the message? It was clear. My English was clear. I tried to speak... uh, very clear to you because I also don't know how to use difficult words so <laughs> right so this is the message God has for you But now one last warning one of the most important things this hour for the church not in Canada not just in Canada but in Brazil in America and, and wherever you go is the prayer <laughs> the church needs to stay together there must be union between you you need to stay stronger and seeking the lord in prayer and that's what i want i want to work for the lord so if you tell me jonathan can we come to church every week to pray to the lord we will come here and we will pray to the lord every week doesn't matter we just need to be ready we just need to seek his face but now it's out of my hands it's your individual decision. You need to take this message right now and go home and pray and say, God, what do you want from me? Right? That's what you need to do. Remember, I never judge the prophet. judge what he said. <laughs> That's what the Bible said, okay? So, judge what it said. Go to the Bible and read all the verses again and prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. I have been seeing many things in church. So if you want to see a revival. First God's going to clean his church. That's why you see on the news. Many famous pastors being found in sin. Because God is also giving them the opportunity to repent. Because there are so many ministers. Pastors that built so great foundation. And worked for the Lord. And after many years they are now found in sin. Fallen in sexual sin. And, they are being discovered and they're being discovered. And they're ashamed of themselves. So God's giving them the opportunity. So lem- remember, God is cleaning his church on the earth. Even in Brazil. Many past- pastors being discovered in Brazil in sin. And the pastors there are walking in holiness. They are fighting against those people. And helping them to restore their lives. So stay with God, my friend. And take the right decision. Get away from media. Get away from friends. If you want to meet your friend, say, let's pray. <laughs> you want to join me to pray? You want to join me to read the Bible? So do it. Do it. And I'm, I'm guaranteeing you because the word's guarantee. <laughs> if you look for him with all your heart, remember that? With all your heart, you'll find. If you knock, he will open. So knock every day. I want the gift to speak in tongues. I prayed for three years. Every day, I want to speaking tongues, God. I want to speaking tongues. Every day I was knocking the door. And you know what God did? He gave me the gift when I was sleeping. So I started to dream that I was speaking tongues. And I wake up and I say, that's not enough. I'm not awake. I'm sleeping. And I was rebuking demons in the dream and speaking tongues. And I said, no, it's a dream. And then this day I was in the mountain. The son of the pastor looked at me and said, Jonathan, had a vision. What I saw you prostrated in church, and then you were speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues and prophesizing. And I said, "Whoa!" And you know what happened? One week later, we were having a prayer meeting in church just for seeking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That was many years ago. So this, there was uh, three pastors in church. So we were praying, 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 and this one pastor, pastor, I forgot his name, and he came down. He walked in my direction, and we. One finger touched my head. When he touched my head with one finger, just did this. My friends, I couldn't hold myself. I was jumping like two meters and speaking tongues, and my tongues weren't the same. It was changing all the time, changing, 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 changing. I couldn't stop. Yeah. And I don't I know I know lady that he, he receives the gift while he was making coffee. She was making coffee. And you know what happened? She couldn't stop for 24 hours. She went to the bakery speaking tongues in the street. She came back to the bakery speaking tongues in the the streets. And she had to point to to, to the bread, what she wanted, and speaking tongues. And people thought she was crazy. I walked with this lady some months traveling around Brazil to preach. She had 95 years old. And you know what kind of lady she is? She was the kind of lady that she steps in the church and all the demons get out. She doesn't even say a word, and you know what? I was like, "Oh my God, I'm walking with a super society in my side because this woman is like, you know, everybody respected her. She was very known because she had a dedicated life in prayer and fasting and reading the Word of God." And men, stand up. Can I pray for them, Pastor? All right. So it's eleven thirty-nine. Okay, I'm in time, right? <laughs> Amen. Lord, thank you for this morning, your presence. Thank you, God, because I believe you spoke to your church this morning. I believe you touched their hearts. I believe, God, you made them understand what you had to say. God, please, right now, I ask you, Jesus, so you may come down, you can come down with your Holy Spirit and touch these people. Encourage them, oh, Holy Spirit of God, to seek your face to read your word, to fast and prepare themselves, Lord. Please raise soldiers, Lord, in this place tonight, this morning. Please then prepare this church for the next year. So in the next year, be everything different. Just this church, this church, be full of your presence. Whoever comes into this place, they feel your presence in this place, Lord. So you can speak here with people. You can heal people in this place. You can save people in this place, Lord. Thank you very much for all things you have done. And you have been faithful to us, Lord. You have been faithful. Helpful to us, Lord. Lord, we give our lives to your hands. May you lead us in the days that are coming in the future. May you prepare us in the days that are coming in the future. And may, Lord, your church remember, it's not about speaking tongues or operating miracles. It's about having a relationship with you. It's about being your friend. It's about being 24 hours sensible to your voice and do whatever you tell them to do. God, may their names be known in heaven and also in hell. Because when we do your work, Lord, our names goes there. And the devils are desperate. Because there is a soldier of the Lord destroying the weapons of the enemy. And being used by you, God. To set people free by the power of Your Holy Spirit, so God, come down and anoint us again, fill us with Your Holy Spirit again. And I also pray for the the the, the, the kids in this place, Lord, the children, Lord, the childs. I ask You to visit them with Your presence, so they may have experience with You, Lord. They may feel your love. They may feel your, oh God, the the holy and sweet presence of the Holy Spirit. So they be touched and they grow up, Lord, full of your presence. And they be instruments for your glory in this place and this earth. In the mighty Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.